At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. What up and welcome in. It is The Edge here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network of Jonathan Von Tobel. Matt Eumanns alongside as he usually is. And it is a great Tuesday, Matt Eumanns. Fresh off of the first week of the National Football League and an insane Monday night contest between the Raiders and the Ravens, which we'll get to momentarily. Uh, coming up in 15 minutes right now, we should note that our guest, Brian Edwards, handicapper, is going to be with us as we look ahead to the college football slate from his perspective. But how do you recover from last night for you in many ways? But how do you recover from that yesterday? Yeah, I think a lot of people partied pretty hard last night. (laughs) During that game, after that game, I've I've watched thousands of football games. Never seen an ending quite like that last night in uh, the Ravens-Raiders game. First of all, uh, the Raiders were lucky to even get into the position where they had first and goal at the half-yard line. You're 99.9% to win the game at that point, and you screw it up. How do you find a way to screw that up? And then you get a second chance and win the game on a walk-off after your coach sends out the kicker on second down uh, but gets a delay of game penalty. There, there's so much to talk about. Uh, but the key is last night, if you were better and you played the Raiders and thinking they were going to have a home field advantage, you were right last night because it worked out that way. Uh, Raiders plus four and a half, uh, you know, last week for a good portion of the week, dropped as low as three last night. So a lot of money on that side. Uh, Tony Miller, the Golden Nugget Sportsbook Director, was out with us last night, and Tony said, uh, bad loss for the book. Bad loss, JVT. And I said, "Uh, shut up, man. I'm tired of hearing you bookmakers whine. You guys win every week. Of course. You you take a couple of losses. Every week they won this week. I know. (laughs) Underdogs killed it this week. Bookmakers won. Tony's complaining last night because they had to pay out on the Raiders game. 
occasionally you have to pay the betters, okay? So the betting public hit this one last night. So the Golden Nuggets closing down, huh? Possibly, but it has nothing to do with last night's game. Uh, 98.3% chance of winning uh, the Raiders did when it they were what? sitting. 98.3% chance when you get that that goal line possession right at the one-yard line. I would think that's like 999 <laughs> The uh, the win probability chart was off the uh, was off the chain, but if you look, there's there's a lot of moments, and we don't want to spend a lot of time on it. But I think when you're talking about uh, at the end of this game, and look, it, you start I think with about what uh, we'll call it nine minutes left in the fourth quarter, where Lamar Jackson fumbles the ball for the first time. The Las Vegas Raiders are able to recover that uh, fumble, right? Take that downfield, right. score a touchdown to tie the game. You get the Ravens to respond with a touchdown, but the Raiders respond to their own right. And really, I thought Derek Carr after a really rocky start was pretty impressive. Yes. Like after the first four drives in which all he could do was target Darren Waller. He opened the offense up. They barely ran the ball. He was great. And in that final field goal drive, he goes five plays, 38 yards, takes them right downfield so they can get in range to kick a field goal to tie that game, which they do. Uh, it was, I thought, a phenomenal game for Derek Carr. And I think we saw yesterday the Raiders from an offensive standpoint, as we kind of look ahead to next week and what they're going to be able to do, it's going to be a pretty efficient offense. Derek Carr is a top half of the league quarterback, well into the top half, I think. And this offense is going to be one of the better ones in the National Football League. It has, as it has been the last couple of years. And I think, honestly, and I have my questions about the Ravens' offensive line right this season, so maybe that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Front seven wasn't terrible for the Raiders yesterday. Some big broken plays that they gave up. The touchdown run, the secondary gave up some big plays. But you kind of liked what you saw out of Las Vegas in like a lot of key areas. Yeah, I thought so, too. And, in fact, coming into the season, you and I talked about it, I thought the Raiders were going to be an efficient, explosive offense, and that's what we saw last night. It took a while for it to get going. Yep. Uh, like you said, I was really frustrated with Derek Carr's play. I think in the early in the second quarter, I said, "Can you do something aside from targeting Darren Waller right. every time? You can't look for the same guy every time." And eventually, he started to spread the ball around. Darren Waller got loose uh, for some big plays, and the Raiders opened things up and uh, came back to win that game. How how good a bet did under the total, oh. let's say under fifty and a half, fifty one, look last night? Halfway through the second quarter. Of course. Looks great. I'm going to bet that the Ravens an underlook, and it ends up Raiders and over. over. And that's uh, kind of NFL betting uh, in a nutshell last night. But that was that was a wild game. I think it was a great night for Vegas. And um, I, I've, it's fair to say the Raiders are going to have a significant home field advantage. Yeah, it looked like it was a good atmosphere. It was strong for them. Uh, Then the Ravens overall, uh, I think, struggled in some facets with that. And look, they're down skill position players, corners as well. Sure. So we'll see how they bounce back. We talked about that too, right? Right. That was the perfect time to catch the Ravens. They were banged up. Like you said, I did think the uh, the Raiders' defensive front was pretty impressive, though. Max Crosby, Yannick Ngakwe, some of those guys, they were getting pressure on the quarterback. Hey, you're going to give up some big plays, especially when Lamar Jackson's on the field. I thought the worst play they gave up was a fourth and one run up the middle. Uh, what was that, a 30-yard touchdown run? That was embarrassing. Other than that, I thought the Raiders you know, made a pretty good account of themselves. So let's spin this forward for both clubs. We'll start with the, the winning team then. The Raiders will now hit the road. They'll take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. So before this game kicked off, after the Steelers go and they beat the Bills in Buffalo, the market had slightly adjusted. The look-ahead line was 5.5. We get right. to reopen right before Monday Night Football. On Sunday night, when we were on the opening lines, some spots were as high as Pittsburgh 6. Now we're 5.5s across the board with a total of 47. A dead number doesn't really matter too much one way or the other. Uh, but again, I find myself, you know, I'm going to have a piece in points for weekly this week, and we're going to do it every week about kind of like sifting through box scores and finding what really happened to some of these games and mm-hmm. not overreacting. And one of the things that you and I talked about, 
the numbers behind that Steelers offensive line and that offense in general were atrocious. Yeah. And I just don't think the half-point adjustment we saw from the market is necessary. And I think there is a case to be made here that maybe this should be closer to four and a half and somewhere in that range. This Raiders team is, is legitimately decent. That, that is true. I, I think it's a poor spot for the Raiders mm-hmm. off a Monday night win like this, right? Yep. <laughs> it's, uh, you're you're going to spend two days uh, enjoying this uh, Monday night win, but you got to focus on the Steelers right away. And uh, These guys are pros, and I don't think there are many flat spots in the NFL. I think there are more flat spots in college football, but <clears throat> still this is sort of a flat spot off what happened last night. So I, th- I think that's what makes the situation – uh, more difficult to back the Raiders here. I would, I would like to say, yeah, take the six, take the five and a half. I think the Raiders are a good bet, but you always have to be a little bit cautious mm-hmm. after a game like last night because the team can come out flat the next week. And if you're just breaking down the X's and the O's, I would say, yeah, I, I can make a strong case for the Raiders. But the emotional factor here uh, definitely is going to favor the Steelers. And I think this is going to be a telling game from this perspective. Are the Steelers going to be able to run the ball on the Raiders? Mm-hmm. Uh, because if they can't run the ball on the Raiders, they're going to have trouble running the ball on anybody. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So one of the things then that I know, I'm going to pull these numbers up really quickly, and really what it was all about for the Pittsburgh Steelers was the fact that the offensive line from a pass-blocking perspective wasn't good. We know from the rushing perspective it was atrocious. Najee Harris, 2.8 yards per attempt. He was off on the ground, getting nothing in terms of that. But the pressure that they allowed Ben Roethlisberger to experience in that game, right? How about this? So this is from Pro Football Focus. On th- 13 true pass sets, humans, that excludes plays with less than four rushers, play actions, screens, short dropbacks, right? So it's, it's legitimately like five steps or more, sure. pure dropbacks for Ben Roethlisberger, 13 of them. The Steelers' offensive line gave up five pressures on 13 dropbacks, two quarterback hits in a hurry. Like, it's not really good. Right. And Yannick Ngakwe was sidelined at the end of that game yesterday, so that's something to monitor in case he's seriously injured. But if you look at it from that perspective, everything we thought about the Steelers offensively kind of came to fruition. They're going to be a pretty poor team. Ben Roethlisberger was awful at two turnover-worthy plays, average depth of target of just six yards downfield. The, the matchup is going to be interesting, John Gruden against that defense, but mm-hmm. I kind of have faith that that Steelers offense is just going to be below average, which gives this Raiders team a shot. But you mentioned it. Short week, coming off a big win, going to the East Coast. Yeah. Not the best situation yeah, for the Raiders. It's one of the Raiders. worst situations. Yeah. One of the right. worst situations for the Raiders. You know, I'm, I don't know if Roethlisberger was terrible in that game. He wasn't good, but the problem is it's kind of hard to grade him off that because he was under constant pressure. Yeah. And uh, I thought he did a good job actually keeping the pressure away from him as much as possible. But, yeah, he was – he was constantly pressured and didn't have much time to make plays. And uh, credit to you, too, because you took the Steelers in the points last week. And I know several uh, very sharp betters who fired a lot of money on that Buffalo side last week. And, and the last note on this yeah. before we get to the Ravens. Uh, last week, or last year, Monday night game at home. They beat the New Orleans Saints 34-24 to here in Las Vegas, yeah. home opener. The next week, they have a morning game Patriots. in New England, and they go out there and they lose 36-20. to So yeah, an eerily similar situation. I was on the Patriots. Yeah, that so was I, yeah, yeah. eerily similar situation for the Raiders. Uh, and then on the other end, we get the Baltimore Ravens. <clears throat> this is the really intriguing one because the market did adjust off of the result. Uh, the, you, you, you called it immediately when we talked about this on the opening lines. If you liked Kansas City, mm-hmm. lay the two and a half because if it plays out how we expect – Right, We thought the Raiders were going to be pretty live, especially if they lose the game. There's going to be an adjustment. Chiefs are now a three-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of yeah. 55. Yeah, if you like the Chiefs, you missed the boat. You should have laid the two-and-a-half uh, before last night's game, so I, I can't play it at three-and-a-half. And also, another game that we're going to talk about, the Bills and the Dolphins. Yep. Uh, the Bills, you could have laid three yesterday. Now you have to lay three-and-a-half. So you got to be quick on the trigger with these games. 
if you see a good number, you got to fire. Don't hesitate. Yep. So uh, that's I think that made my card for points per week. I say you the picks, but uh, I think the, the Ravens and that adjustment maybe a little too strong. And I think this front seven for Kansas City showed uh, they still got some weaknesses against a pretty strong ground oh, no game. No doubt right? about it. And you know this game Browns. last year yep. was it week two? Also last year was it week three. It was early. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs and Ravens played in September in Baltimore, and the Chiefs just ran them out. Boat race Baltimore up twenty seven ten at the half. Uh, this I think you had three. Week three, yeah, this has the potential to be another really high-scoring game because uh, with the Baltimore banged up as it is on defense, uh, this Chiefs offense at times can look unstoppable Mm -hmm. when they have all their weapons. Uh, This could be another game. I think uh, this should be the highest-scoring game of the week, don't you think? Yeah. I think this game should top 60 points. Uh, by the way, I want to know really quickly because we are up against it here, yeah. but there's a couple of games I wanted to get to. But the one that I know that you're looking at, New Orleans and Carolina, because the Panthers, uh, three, actually, no, we're looking at four, yeah, three and a half and four right now uh, on the market wide. Another injury for the New Orleans Saints starting center is now going to be out mm-hmm. for this game. Marcus Davenport out, Marcus Lattimore, uh, Marshall Latt- right. Lattimore, excuse me, I'm forgetting his last name, I'm messing that up. But regardless, Lattimore's out, starting center, done. Those mm-hmm. are three pretty key injuries for a team no that's out three and a half point favorite on the road. And really, I don't think if you look at it, the Saints' performance against the Packers was as, was as impressive as a score. Mm-hmm. The Packers completely no-showed in the game. And Jameis Winston had five touchdown passes, but only 150 yards through the air. Yep. So uh, I, I actually think the it's kind of like a trap. This is one of those week two traps where I think too many betters are going to play the Saints. I'm on the Panthers here. In fact, I see fours out there right yep. now. Yeah. All right, on the other side, let's get to college football. Brian Edwards is going to be with us. Vegas B. Edwards up on Twitter. We'll get his thoughts on the college football schedule and what's going on with Emory Jones and the Florida Gators in that quarterback situation. And maybe the Florida Gators catching too many points. We'll find out. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 
With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. On VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSN.com data and analysis. You get everything VSN has to offer for only 22 bucks a month. Sign up now at slash subscribe. I know Matt Human's always picking through those betting splits. For every single game, every single one. All right, let's welcome in Brian Edwards, who is with us now, a college football handicapper. Nice to give us some time today. Vegas B. Edwards up on Twitter. Not, I don't want to put him in a box. He's not just a college football handicapper, a handicapper of many sports uh, that has been done to me. Brian, thank you very much for the time. Uh, I want to dive right in because our time is limited. Florida, Alabama, uh, this is your wheelhouse to so walk us through this. Uh, we saw quite the move here. Alabama opened 15, actually got under that 14 mark, now floating around 16. Questions about Emory Jones as the starting quarterback. What say you about this matchup? Well, I like the over. Um, I've already bet it. I think the over is uh, the play. Uh, both, you know, Florida, I, I know it's just a two-game sample, uh, and it's against suspect competition, but Florida's leading the nation and rushing, and they're third in the nation in total offense. And we know Bryce Young and company can put up lots and lots of points. And Florida's uh, defensive captain, third-team All-SEC linebacker, leading tackler last year, Ventrell Miller, is doubtful with an injury suffered uh, last week. So that helps Alabama's offense uh, as well. Now, there is some pretty good news on Alabama's defense. Josh Job, third-team All-SEC corner, did not play last week, but he did practice yesterday. He's going to be good to go. Now, they lost star Christopher Allen to the, for the season uh, two weeks ago, but Will Anderson got hurt the other day. It looked bad, but apparently he might be able to play. He's day-to-day, but the big one for Florida is Anthony Richardson, uh, not Emory Jones, the guy that's been you know playing that role that Emory played to Trask and Felipe, just coming in for a possession here, a couple of plays here and there. He's run for 275 yards and two touchdowns on just 11 carries, 25.0 yards per carry, and he's 6 of 11, throwing it 192 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. He has a grade one hamstring strain. We're just going to have to see where he's at later in the week. If he is good to go and this number drifts up to 17, I'll probably be on the Gators, but the over is what I think is the play. All right, right now it's 15 and a half. Crimson Tide favorite of the swamp total of 58 and a half. So I agree with you, Brian. I think that's big. Richardson's got to be good to go for the Gators to have a shot here. 
how optimistic you're a Florida guy. How optimistic are you that the Gators can make uh, Nick Saban sweat a little bit in this matchup? Uh, not as optimistic based on Ventrell Miller's injury and okay. Anthony Richardson's injury. But if I were to think Anthony Richardson is going to be close to 100%, if Florida can win the turnover battle uh, by two, I think they'll be right there just like you know they were last year uh, with a shot in the fourth quarter in a one-possession game. All right, follow him at Vegas B. Edwards on Twitter, senior handicapper at Vegas Insider, Brian Edwards. All right, Brian, let's go. What do we know about Auburn at this point? You played Akron and Alabama State and dropped 60 points on two really bad teams. The Tigers go into Happy Valley. This number has bounced from six to uh, six and a half to seven, back to six. Uh, do you like the dog here? Do you like the Tigers catching six or six and, six and a half against Penn State? I do. We don't really know anything about them because, like you said, the, the competition has been suspect. But we do know that they've got a really speedy, young, true freshman running back in Jarquez Hunter that is busted off some big plays, and he passes the eye test uh, with his wheels. And then Tank Bigsby, uh, we know he's that between-the-tackles power guy. Uh, they can run the football, and coming into the year, I knew they were going to have a good defense. They do have a good defense, and we know that Penn State's offense uh, certainly uh, struggled against Wisconsin, although Wisconsin does have a good D, but I think Auburn's defense is every bit as good as Wisconsin's. The concern is that Bo Nix is traditionally very good at Jordan-Hare at home and very, very bad on the road, but you know, a young freshman and sophomore quarterback quite often plays bad on the road. Now yep. he is a junior. Now he's got uh, 26 starts to under his belt, and I'm just hoping that Bo Nix is going to play better on the road. And I like uh, Auburn catching the six or six and a half. JVT, look at those home road splits for Bo Nix in his Auburn career. Brad Powers put these up today on Twitter. Yep. At home, 23 touchdowns, three picks away, 10 and 10. Definitely a different quarterback on the road. It's, it's definitely my question, but it, you, know, you can get better as the years go along, yeah. so we'll see if that is actually going to be the case. All right, Brian, let's head to a couple of Mountain West teams and get your thoughts on some of these matchups. Fresno State, UCLA. Uh, Fresno State, I, wrote, I got to write the Mountain West uh, portion of our college football guide, and uh, one of my takeaways was to watch out for Fresno State. A lot of returning personnel, good quarterback, and they showed that uh, in a cover and a feisty spot against Oregon. Now they get their second road matchup for a Pac-12 team. That would be UCLA, who looks to be firing on all cylinders here. What do you make of this matchup? 11 with a total of 62 and a half. Yeah, I need the line to move a touch more, but I am going to have my eyes on it all week. I want to take Fresno State, but I want to get a little more than 11. Like you said, Jake Hayner, a very good quarterback. I don't like the fact that UCLA had an open date after the big game against LSU. But um, look, Fresno, you know, went toe-to-toe with Oregon, and that was when they had Thibodeau and when they had Flo, Mm -hmm. uh, who they didn't have this past week when they go to the shoe and went outright. And I don't think UCLA is better than Oregon. Uh, So I think Fresno State is going to play tough, but I would love to be getting, you know, 13-ish in two or three days rather than this 11. So I'm just going to have my eye on it. I'll also note that Fresno State is 8-2 and against the spread. Their last 10 is a road underdog. Yeah, 11 and a half is the best number out there right now at DraftKings and BetMGM if you like Fresno State. Hey, Utah let down a lot of betters last week in that loss at BYU. 
Utah, a road favorite again this week, Brian, laying up to eight, seven and a half or eight at San Diego State after the Aztecs just trashed Arizona in Tucson. Yeah, San Diego State is 6-1-1 one one against the spread in their last eight as a home dog. And, you know, San Diego State is going to play great defense. I mean, two years ago, 2019, their defense gave up only 12.7 points per game. Last year, 17.8. They brought eight starters back. And, you know, against Arizona and a bad New Mexico State team, just a two-game sample, but they've given up 24 combined for an average of 12 points per game and Utah just did not look uh, very good last week and I know it wasn't a far road trip it was in state to BYU but now they got to go on on the road uh, a second week in a row I'm leaning San Diego State I haven't played it again I'd I'd like to be getting uh, another point point and a half Mm -hmm. I'll have my eyes on the line uh, all week long all right Brian Edwards with us uh, Brian, what about your Falcons? What the hell happened to the, the Arthur Smith and the Falcons in his coaching debut? That's your team. Yeah, uh, it was absolutely deplorable. The first drive of the game, you draft Kyle Pitts because he's a matchup nightmare, and we get down to the red zone, and six snaps, and Kyle Pitts is on the sidelines. I don't understand it. I'm not happy with this new head coach. Clearly, what a pimp slap from the Eagles. Congrats to Jalen Hurts and company. Yeah, all right, last two minutes with you, man. Let's uh, keep it with the uh, NFL. Denver Broncos on the road against the Jacksonville Jags. Jags find themselves in quite a different situation. Three-point road favorite against Houston. Houston get slapped in the face. Now they're back home as a six-point underdog against the Denver Broncos. What's the read? Oh, I'm going to be fading the Jags on a weekly basis. And I'm telling you, I don't know that he's going to make it the whole year. I don't know if <laughs> you saw Jason Lockonfora's reporting yesterday. If you, you heard everything I said in the offseason, the Jags uh, thunder under on the win total. The, what a, This is going to go around as one of the worst hires in NFL history. Uh, this guy's already uh, pissing off his staff, his, his players, et cetera. This is going to be an unmitigated disaster as long as Urban Meyer is in that locker room. I would say fade him every week. I'm telling you, he might get fired or quit before the season's over. Are you buying the Urban Meyer to USC talk? Well, his his um, pride is going to be absolutely destroyed over the next two to three months, and they'll right. probably be wanting redemption. So he probably will be wanting to jump back in the college game. Uh, we shall see. Okay. <laughs> Brian Edwards, Vegas Insider at Vegas B. Edwards. Brian, always appreciate the time. Thanks, y'all. Y'all have a great week. Yeah, breaking news here today. Urban Meyer feeling chest pains. Uh, yeah. Did you get that? A little tightness, no. Uh, get a Bobby Petrino situation? Was that, what, week 15? <laughs> when he's like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> this is a little too much. You think he makes it the whole season? Uh, I would say yes. I, I think you, you got to at least fight it out through the whole season with a guy like Trevor Lawrence. And Lawrence could get better, too. Uh, by the way, those Falcons, as you talked about, uh, Tampa Bay up to a 13-point favorite with a total of 52. Yeah. We said that Sunday night, right? Yeah. I'll tell you this. Yeah. Points per weekly comes out tomorrow. Really good write-up on the Falcons, too, what they did in that game. Um, there is a perception that this team is kind of like a, an overtrain, right? Bad defense. 
really good offense or average to above average offense. Is it? Not the case. The offense is sucks. Is it a really good offense? They are ten and four to the under it's since a below week. average offense. <laughs> They're ten and four yeah. to the under since week four last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has been an under team, and yet the market consistently thinks that these things are going over again. Week one, what happened? That one and a half, two points up on the total goes way under. All right, we will come back on the other side. We did get news in the college football world. Clay Helton's gone. So you mentioned USC, so let's talk about that. As the Trojans look to bounce back after a loss to Stanford, they will meet Washington State. Is a big favorite. Can they handle it in that spot? We'll find out. This is the Edge on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Football season's here, and Visa has kicked off our new schedule. We have new talent and shows to help you make the most of your fall betting action. Visa lineup has expanded to 21 hours of live programming every weekday, as well as additional shows on the weekend. We want to give you the latest odds to stay on top of the in-game betting opportunities for every key game across the country. We've added new personalities to our existing world-class team, including former professional athletes like Tim Murray, sports media veterans, and, of course, strategic sports bettors. Visit VEASAN.com to see our new lineup and talent and make this your best football betting season. Ever, ever. Where did uh, Tim Murray play pro ball? Uh, that's a trivia question. I should know the answer to, but I don't remember. I think he played small time college. Basketball. Oh man, okay. I assumed okay. two athletes, one desk. You know, I, I get confused. I, I assume <laughs> he's also like what six six. So I just I, every time I, I see he's more like six eight. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, I just assume if you're over six six, you played professionally in some form or fashion. Uh, okay, with that, Clay Helton, uh, a professional, uh, although not a working professional at this point right now. All done. He's still getting paid (laughs) and paid pretty well. So you never feel bad for a millionaire who gets fired and is going to still maintain his millionaireness. But regardless, Clay Helton, I think this comes as a surprise that Helton is fired at this point of the season. It's an embarrassing loss at the hands of Stanford. You're a 17.5-point favorite. Uh, I I don't know if that went into the the thinking, like, hey, man, we were favored by 17.5. We got fired. And we lost. I think it does play into the thinking a little bit because you know you're a big favorite, and that's a game you can't lose. Right. Regardless, it has been years of underwhelming play from USC and Clay Helton. Even last year when they go 5-1, and Getting away in those games by the skin oh, of their teeth. Lucky. lucky. <laughs> Just absolute luck every turn. And you can see it in Clay Helton in the era that was, right? Record 46 and 24 straight up as a head coach over at USC. But how about this? 28, 39, and 2 against the spread. Mm-hmm. Made it to five bowl games, only won two of them. So Clay Helton, very underwhelming, beaten up on bad teams for the most part, although it didn't happen last week. And now USC finds themselves moving on from him to a road spot against Washington State this weekend. Yeah, Circa opened USC a 10-point favorite on Sunday. Now it's uh, 9, dropped a little bit. Without Clay Helton's brilliance on the sideline, I think you have to downgrade USC a little bit. I would actually expect USC. I like USC a little bit more in this matchup. Now that the coach has been fired, sometimes you get a bump, an emotional bump in the next game. And I think uh, USC... Um, might be worth a play this week. Definitely definitely worth more of a look now that Clay Helton's been fired because if it were just the status quo off the loss to Stanford, he were still in charge, yeah. I wouldn't even consider the Trojans this week. No chance. Uh, but without him, with, with the coaching change, I think you might see a, uh, a different USC team show up. I watched Saturday night's game. It was embarrassing. You and I talked about it on yesterday's show, and I said, what did I say yesterday? Fire Clay Helton now. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happened about an hour after that? You missed an opportunity to make a Jameis joke right there. What did I say? (laughs) Be prepared. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's obvious he was not the guy, the right guy to lead the program. It's been obvious for a couple years. You could have said 
you know, Clay Helton should have been fired two years ago. But yesterday I said, go ahead and do it now. Yep. Make the change. Uh, but that was a pathetic performance uh, and really an embarrassing effort by, UNLV, by uh, USC on uh, Saturday night. So I, I have no problems with this. I think it does kind of make USC uh, worth a look this week at Washington State. By the way, a very underwhelming Washington State team. Right, and, and that's, my, that's what my point is going to be because we do see a market adjustment here, right? We saw some spots open as high as 10. We're down to 8.5 in most spots. Circa's the high book right now at 9. Right. Uh, I'd expect it to move back toward that 10 because this is a Washington State team that lost outright as their own, so what, 17.5 point favorite yeah. to Utah State in week one. And granted, a Utah State team that has a lot of returning personnel and a good coaching staff. Yeah, I think that Utah State, that line was probably off because that Utah State team was underrated. Right, very underrated. Uh, but then you, and then you get, you're coming off of a game against Portland State in which the second half that you were uh, kind of apathetic in that game against Portland State. You gave up in that contest to the Vikings, too, by the way. 420 total yards, 318 through the air. So, like, this Washington State club is not really in the best spot in terms of talent, in terms of where they're at. Quarterback uh, plays, spotty. Right. Rolovich is, uh, he seems like a good quarterback, but there's also some off-field stuff and some noise around the program all the time, right, which is not really great. So, I think I would expect that the market starts to move back. I, I would assume we start to get to that 9.5, potentially right. 10 range, right, by the time we get to the weekend. Uh, you know, I, I, I think it will creep back up, but then again, there's the betters are not going to be, I, I don't think, in a hurry to jump on USC. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those games kind of hanging out there. I don't think it's going to draw a lot of betting action. I do think USC will probably get more action by Saturday, probably closes nine, nine and a half. I'm not sure if it gets back to 10. But that, that was the circuit opener, and I think that was probably the right number. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think because this is at a weird time, too, isn't it? Like 1230. Yeah, it's an early start, which kind of means it's not going to get the same type of uh, betting attention it would in a late night mm-hmm. spot. Uh, I wanted to point out one other because we have news all around college football, but this was pointed out on social media today, and uh, this is worth looking at because this is a very good matchup early in the morning on Saturday for us at the West Coast, at least. Uh, Cincinnati and Indiana, because there's a lot of rumors around the, the Hoosiers program, right. a lot of injury issues, especially defensively. Starting safety, Devin Matthews, is it's reportedly questionable to play. Corner Chris Keys tore his ACL defensive end, James Head. Uh, he could miss the game, too. So now you're looking at some really big injury issues defensively for an Indiana team. That looks ugh, okay. Uh, you know, right? We haven't really seen much. We saw them get blown up by Iowa and then a, a cupcake last week. So what do you make of Cincinnati? Because this is a pretty big spot for the Bearcats. Oh, an huge. important game for them in the big picture. Huge. It's one of the biggest games in Cincinnati program history. Right. You've got to be Indiana and Notre Dame on the road. Uh, it's, I think, a bye week in between, right, for the mm-hmm. Bearcats between the IU and Notre Dame games. You've got to win this game. If uh, you have any shot to make the college football playoff, you could be the first team outside the Power Five to crack the playoff, but you have to win this game first. I think uh, I would like I would like to make a case for the home dog here. And before the season, I thought I would make a case for the home dog in this spot, especially if Cincinnati was a small favorite. Uh, I, I thought there was a chance it could be a pick'em game, but the Hoosiers, despite all this offseason hype, have not played well. Michael Penix looked terrible in the Iowa game. They've got injuries on defense now, so I think the Hoosiers kind of come limping into this matchup. That said, if I were going to play Cincinnati, I don't want to lay more than three. Uh, I, I still think Indiana's got a lot of talent and is uh, is going to put up a, a heck of a fight in this game, so I would not want to lay more than three, but I just don't I don't see enough here to get me on the Indiana side right now. I'm kind of leaning that way, but I don't think I can get there.
Yeah, Penix bounced back in a big way against Idaho last yeah, time. Yeah, that was Idaho. Right, right. Yeah. but at least it, you you get you get rid of some of the ghosts, right? Like when you throw three interceptions, two right. of them return for touchdowns in your opener. It does. I think it, it's like seeing the ball go down when you're playing basketball, right? Like, okay, finally the lid's off. Maybe get some confidence. Eleven to sixteen, but only sixty-eight yards of two touchdowns. So it wasn't like to your point, not that much of a work uh, workload there for Penix Jr. and the Indiana Hoosiers. With that, one more injury note to get to, and this was actually brought up by Dan Staley to us on Sunday mm-hmm. uh, because this was a game that he is on. Nevada Nevada on the road against Kansas State. We talk about big spots for, you know, outside of the Power Five. This is a big spot for Nevada, right? Nevada gets a, a really solid win at Cal two weeks ago. Gets a non, you know, yeah. gets a it gets an outside of Division One program. Last time, now you get to go on the road against Kansas State. But Skylar Thompson out with uh, for an undetermined amount of time with a knee injury. Nevada's a two two and a half point favorite on the road here against Kansas State, and uh, the Wolfpack are a pretty good program. But this is a different situation. You were three and a half point underdog at Cal. Now you're yeah. a two-and-a-half-point road favorite at Kansas State. Yeah, you know how big of a Nevada promoter I am. I think the yep. Wolfpack, I've got rated as the top team in the Mountain West, and I liked them against Cal. I do not like them in this spot. As favorites at K-State, Skyler Thompson, the quarterback, went down with a serious knee injury, right knee injury last week, and the drop-off is significant mm-hmm. uh, to um, Howard, the backup quarterback. Howard is uh, a below-average backup, I would have to say. And uh, Skyler Thompson's a stud. He, he had started 32 career games for K-State, one of the most experienced quarterbacks in the nation. And K-State had a really impressive opening win. It's more impressive when you look at it now, 24-7 over Stanford, right? Yep. After you see what the Cardinal did to uh, USC last week. Will Howard um, <clears throat> came in last week, 8 for 76, excuse me, 8 for 17, 76 yards and a pick. I think Deuce Vaughn's going to be the key here. Uh, he rushed for 120 yards, three touchdowns, 26 carries last week in that game against Southern Illinois. He's a stud running back. And Chris Kleeman is a is a Kleeman or Kleeman. I can never uh, remember how to pronounce his name I'll properly. Find it for you. He's a heck of a coach. I'll say that no matter how you pronounce his name. I think he's going to make adjustments with uh, Will Howard, a quarterback, and with Deuce, Deuce Vaughn at running back. They're going to run the ball right at this Nevada defense, which I think you can do. And uh, I actually kind of like K-State in the, in the home dog role, even without the starting quarterback, because uh, I, I actually I've, I think Nevada's going to have trouble stopping the run, and K-State is uh, is going to stick to the ground and, and might overpower Nevada in this game. Yeah, well, Kansas, I'll tell you this much. Uh, the market is heading in that direction, so the initial opener off of the two was to two and a half, right? That was right. the first move. Um, now we're twos across the board. In fact, one book, FanDuel, does have that down to one and a half in favor of Nevada. So uh, the market is moving toward Kansas State. And I do wonder, because, you know, there's two sides to every coin. You did give up 23 points to Southern Illinois, but all of that came in the second quarter, right? It, the, the rest right. of the game, you kind of shut them down. You took care of business. But the 31-23 to 23 game, it's pretty interesting on the surface that you give up 30, 23 points in one quarter to Salukis. But regardless, interceptions, turnovers, give up short fields, field goals, things like that, and you kind of settle out from there if you're Kansas State. Right, and I've got Nevada over the season win total. I'd love yeah. to see the Wolfpack oh, this uh, would be huge go to Manhattan right? and win this game. Well, the Cal win was huge for that win total. Right. But this would, be, this would almost guarantee you're going to hit the over. Uh, Carson Strong's off to a strong start. 693 yards, six touchdowns, one pick. Uh, he's been great so far for the Wolfpack. I just think they're, this is not a, a this is kind of a tough matchup for him at K-State. I'd venture to guess that before the season started, if you asked for projected point spreads for every game, this initially would have been like a one-and-a-half point spread in favor of Kansas State. Yeah, I, I, I would think, I don't think there was a game of the year up. Uh, on this, yeah. I don't think there was a number. I would have made K State like a two and a half, three yeah. point favorite. All right, on the other side, we got plenty left to get to. There's baseball. We have best bets. Don't go anywhere. It's the Ed Sheeran Beeson.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. A reminder for you that before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. New feature gives you insights of where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out the betting splits for every game at vcin.com. That's the sound of Matt Humans going to vcin.com to check out those betting splits right now. Best bets from the weekend. 
Well, how'd you do? Were you a winner? It looks like you were a winner. Uh, just I want a, winners. Yeah, just over. Yeah, just uh, just by the hair of my chinny chin. Oh, well, I think last night's Raiders game was the difference between a, a losing week and a winning week for a lot of people. It was, yeah. it, and it, for me, it was uh, it was great that they actually won. I had a little on the money line, had a little on that, uh, a little more uh, on the Raiders plus four. Yeah. Uh, they ultimately get there though. So week one, uh, just mm-hmm. over that uh, right three and two mark on five plays. So you get there, uh, Texans plus three. That one was a no sweat contest there over the Jacks. Raiders, you had to sweat that one out immensely. Uh, plus four over the Ravens, Patriots, and football team losers for me. And that six-point teaser gets home with Buccaneers minus one and a half, Chiefs pick. So NFL season off to a three and two start, Matt Humans. That's solid. Solid. Do I contest start on, start two, on two, two and one. Side? Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think I had a three and two week as well with uh, the Raiders last night. So we had the identical. Uh, we can we can move on. Let's get your best bets for uh, this week, week two. Uh, what do you I have might have so messed far? that up. I probably should have done that too. I apologize, guys. Yeah. That is all my fault. Uh, yeah. So I, I did add. There's two plays to add for next week as well as we get to the NFL season. First off is Eagles plus four, and this was kind of a number grab because I don't think we're going to get to four and a half. So I'm trying to read the market here. Uh, Circa was at a little bit of a high there with that four, so I grabbed it. Still out there if you want to grab it, but I think with this Jason Verrett injury, that's really big for a really thin secondary for mm-hmm. the San Francisco 49ers. This Eagles defensive front is going to take on a 49ers offensive line that grades pretty poorly across the board in terms of pass protection. It's going to be much better than what the Lions threw out there last week. And I don't want to say I was overly impressed with Hurts. Hurts was really good, though, in that Falcons game. I was more impressed with Nick Sirianni. He actually did a really good job of setting up a game plan mm-hmm. that really worked to Hurts' strength. Did, and he I do, think, did he do a better job than Arthur Smith? I think he, I think he really did do a much did better too. job yeah, doing that, right? And think about this. Jalen Hurts' average depth of target in that win over the Falcons was 3.6 yards downfield. That was it. Yeah. But because of the way they used their athletes out in space, the plays that they were running using Hurts' mobility, I really liked what I saw from them offensively. So that, uh, and then, of of course, the other one, the Patriots minus five. Uh, I do a detailed write-up on it in, in the Points Bird Weekly this week. But the Patriots, run blocking was there. Pass rush was there. Defensive front seven was strong. And you look at this from the Jets' perspective. Mekhi Becton done for the foreseeable tough. future. Yeah, An offensive line that looked really poor mm-hmm. against Carolina. Elijah Vera Tucker, their rookie, looked really bad in that game as well. Against this pass rush, against the way they can run the ball, the Patriots. It's a number that's higher than the open, right? Or excuse me, than the uh, look-ahead line. Yeah. But I think it's apt. I think this should probably be closer to about six and a half. So give me the Patriots minus five. Yep. I'm on the Patriots as well. In fact, in uh, week one, I lost with the Patriots. Lost with Washington. But one with the Texans, the Raiders, and uh, won that teaser, so three and two. Move on to this week. And uh, I'm going to take an ugly home dog that I don't think many people are going to want. But I don't think the dog is that ugly, yeah. the Carolina Panthers. That number hit four today, and I went ahead and played it because I don't think it's going over four. I was actually surprised to see it get there. I think the uh, the Saints are going to be a very popular public side. I was not blown away by their 38-3 to win over the Packers. To me, that was more about the Packers not showing up. And the Saints, we've talked about it. They've got injury issues right now, key injuries. And I think the Panthers very live this week as home dogs. And uh, Chris McCaffrey being back is going to make uh, a difference in that offense. He's such a dynamic player. He's going to help Sam Darnold quite a bit. I'm also on the Patriots. You and I talked about this Sunday night on opening lines. That number was headed up. It was obvious. I, I was surprised that number opened so low. Yep. At that point, it was, what, Patriots three and a half? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, Pats minus five. And this is probably the ugly dog this week. The, the Vikings plus four and a half over the Cardinals. 
I still think the uh, the Vikings are a much better team than they showed last week in Cincinnati. Uh, I like playing a home favor. Um, a team that was favored on the road in week one and came up short and is now a road dog against a team that pulled an upset on the road in week one, and that's the Cardinals. Right now, it's just it's one of those week two handicapping situations where everybody's a little bit too high on the Cardinals mm-hmm. and everybody's a little bit too low on the Vikings. I think four and a half is actually a pretty good number on this game. I, th- I thought the right number on this game should be three or three and a half. And I, I would still like the Vikings in this spot. I think it's one of those classic week two overreaction type of spots where the Vikings should be live. You know, and I think it's working that favor too. It's not only that the Cardinals look the way they did. It's the Cardinals look the way they did against offseason darling the Tennessee Titans, right? They got Julio Jones. This is a team that's an <laughs> AFC championship game two years ago. They is, got Derrick Henry. Is Julio Jones the most overrated player in the NFL? I don't know if he's overrated, but like, especially in a system where, remember, this was a team yeah. that last year, I think they were, I'll double check the numbers, either first or second in one wide receiver sets. Like, this is not a team that is going to spread you out yeah. and destroy you not with multiple all. athletes right out in space. And so, like, there were flaws with the defense. And so I think to your point, right, bringing it back to the Cardinals, it's the the Cardinals looked really good, and they did it against a team that everybody couldn't stop talking about, right? And now the market has swung maybe a little too far in the other direction for Arizona. It's a pretty impressive win, 38-13 right. at Tennessee. I understand why people are going crazy over the Cardinals. You just got to calm down a little bit. The Vikings are not as bad as they looked. The Cardinals not as good as they looked. And I think uh, this is going to be one of those games that goes down to the wire. I have one college football week three play right now. I'm going to have a bunch more on tomorrow's show, so tune in tomorrow. You and I will have more college football plays, but uh, Notre Dame minus seven over Purdue, and I think Purdue's lack of a running attack is going to be a big problem here because you can exploit the Notre Dame defense if you can run the ball. I don't think Purdue's going to be able to do that here, and it's a buy-low spot for me off Notre Dame, off two three-point wins, one at Florida State, and one last week against Toledo. A lot of people were down on Notre Dame. I made this number ten and a half, uh, so I think seven is is a great spot to buy it with uh, Notre Dame here. Paul Stone heard me talking about this game this morning on uh, Follow the Money, and he texted me and said he also made the number 10.5 in this game. So it's good to hear that uh, Paul Stone made the same number that I did, and I think uh, Notre Dame minus 7 is is going to be a double-digit win for the Irish. You got a good read on that Purdue program. I trust you. I've, I've had a pretty good read on the Irish, too. Yeah. yeah. It's fair to say. Fair to say. All right. With that, I, I want to throw you a couple of games at you in the National Football League uh, as we kind of preview the entire week as we get through uh, our hour long show here on the edge. By the way, My Guys in the Desert coming up next. So we talked a little bit San Francisco and Philadelphia with my handicap taking the four there. We did mention, worth reiterating for those just joining us, uh, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, I can say his name now, mm-hmm. uh, out. Marcus Davenport out, starting center for the New Orleans Saints out. So that's three key guys right. for the New Orleans Saints, despite the fact that they're road favorites of about four points against Carolina, something you mentioned. But I want to ask you about Buffalo-Miami because this is one of those, right, where we see Buffalo and there are three, three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against the Dolphins. And I was not impressed with Miami. If you look at what they actually did, if you watch the game statistically, the first drive was great. When the plays are scripted, two, it was on time. Sure, it was sure. fantastic. They go right downfield, and they score a touchdown. From there, though, it was a really big struggle for Tua Tungabaiwell. We pressured on nearly 30% of his dropbacks again, turned the ball over late in the game, too. The Bills are not as bad as they looked offensively because the Steelers are a really good team. Mm-hmm. But I have this like thing in the back of my mind. Josh Allen really did look like 2018, 2019 Josh Allen a week going. <laughs> he really did. And there is a giant get to go from under 60% completion, Matt Humans, and a touchdown interception ratio of like 1.2 in his first two years yeah. to a 3.7 touchdown interception mm-hmm. ratio and a completion percentage of 70. There's some middle ground where Josh Allen is there. And I just think that like, 
this Bills team is so dependent on Allen and the way he plays, well, I think it's a bounce-back spot for them. I'm just not sure if right. this is the spot to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fair to not be sure about that when you're laying three and a half on the road. This, mm-hmm. this number was three yesterday. I think it was much better bet at three uh, than it is right now at three and a half. But I can see why this is also going to be – I don't like to be on popular sides in the NFL. Mm-hmm. The Bills are going to be a really popular side this week. Uh a lot of people are just going to expect to bounce back. Hey, the deal is the Steelers' defense is a really tough matchup for you know, and I, I don't put too much into Josh Allen struggling in that game because the Steelers are going to cause a lot of good quarterbacks' problems. Josh Allen does have plenty of weapons. When they get this thing opened up, it's going to look impressive. Uh, but yeah, you, you might be right. It might not happen here in week two. Eventually, it's going to click, and the Bills are going to be okay. And I think Josh Allen's going to be fine. Hopefully, it clicks this week because I did lay three with the Bills. Yeah, uh, the, uh, and everything you said about the Dolphins, I agree with. I yeah. watched the entire game. The Patriots won the box score. They just lost it on the scoreboard, and that Damian Harris fumble was huge. Oh, going back to one of the other things that, uh, that stuck out to me that I hadn't noticed the first time around, they got flagged. The Patriots had eight times oh, yeah. for 84 yards. Yep. Like, it was it was brutal the, the times that they were shooting themselves in the foot outside of the four times that they put the ball on the turf. I thought Mac Jones was great in that game. If you, if you really break down, he had like one or two suspect plays where he kind of looked like a rookie. The rest of the game, he looked great. Yeah, he did. He, he gives them exactly what they need, right? You just need a baseline of like above average quarterback play. Take what's given to you. The Patriots are going to be a pretty good good team and despite the loss they look like they're going to be uh, just that all right that is uh that's it for today my guys in the desert's coming up next uh where if you missed out on any part of the show by the way vcin.com slash podcast where you want to go for any part of this program or any part of your favorite programs as part of the new lineup for details on that you can have vcin.com along with the betting splits as well tomorrow how about this we got a pretty good long shot that could be live in major league baseball to upset my guy Shohei Otani? Oh, it's uh, not going to happen. That's not going to happen. But we tell who, we'll tell you who that is tomorrow when we go over a little bit of Major League Baseball. With that, we're all done. VSIN.com, my guys and Stormy coming up next. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.